going on, guys? My name is David Gibson. I am the host and founder of this podcast, SIDcast, a podcasting resource dedicated to telling the stories and sharing the experiences of the athletic communication profession. Kelvin Quelles, Don Veith, and I always wanted to do some sort of crossover between the two of our platforms, and we have done just that this week. If you participate inside a chat on Mondays, you probably know that Morgan Romans was your host. And if you don't participate, you definitely should. Uh, Morgan volunteered right away when we asked for volunteers, and we got her set up and her, sat her down this week's episode of SIDcast after her host on Monday night. But before we get into that, I just want to do some quick housekeeping things. If you aren't following us on social media, you should. That's at SportsInfoCast on both Twitter and Facebook, and you can email me anytime, SportsInfoCast at gmail.com, and be sure to leave a rating or review over on iTunes or whatever wherever you get your podcast it doesn't really matter to me uh now on to today's episode morgan and i actually went to high school pretty close to one another in southeast indiana i uh, wish we discovered before pressing record so we talked about her path to eastern kentucky uh, relationships with coaches but what we will start off with today on episode 61 of sid cast uh with morgan romans of eastern kentucky is what we what she thought actually of hosting side of chat right here on sid cast Um, for me, it's just a very, I'm very, um, I like to network and I think to move up in this business, you really have to be able to network. This is a very network heavy business. Um, so for me, I'm just very aggressive when it comes to any opportunities to get involved and as new as I am to the profession, um, to just get my name out there and let people know who I am. So for me, that was kind of why I thought it would be a great thing to host it. And let's go all the way back to the beginning. And, and we kind of talked off air because I didn't know and you didn't know. We are from technically the same area. We're from yeah. the, the adjacent counties. So uh, you went to South Ripley, took yourself to Eastern Kentucky. So I want to know the very first taste of sports information that you ever had. Um, well, so it's actually kind of funny. I came to Eastern Kentucky because they have the best, one of the best criminal justice programs in the country. So I was going to major in criminal justice. Um, to make a long story short, I interned for the sheriff's department in my hometown and decided this wasn't something I wanted to do. So I, was, I made a promise to myself that I wasn't going to come into college undeclared. I wanted to get done in four years. So I wanted to come into college, know what I was doing. I like to plan, so know what I was doing and get done. So I was looking at the list of majors, and I was like, sports management, great major. No idea what it is, but you know, I like sport. My family's very involved in sports, a lot of work. So I sport management with my advisor, and I was like, this is who I am. I need to get involved. So I need to figure out what I'm doing before it's too late to switch, and then I have another year of school left. So I started interning with marketing, and then the next semester, the paid student position um, became open in sports information, and so I applied for it, and, uh, got interviewed, and got the job. And what was kind of like your initial thought on sports information? I mean... Because that kind of, this whole profession, I'm sure you know now, can be quite uh, overwhelming, kind of. So what did you think of it at first? Well, the way we kind of do our internship program in Eastern Kentucky, and it's kind of the same because now I kind of um, help run it, but it was the same when I was a student when I started. And you kind of come in and start working games and things like that, and they kind of see how they we get a feel for you, and if we like you, we offer you office hours. So I was like, oh, great. Like, I can just get to watch sports and run a <laughs> Twitter account. Like, I thought that's all it was. Like, 
that's all that it was at first. So I was like, well, that's great. So, but then when I started getting deeper into it, I was like, wow, there's a lot that goes in. So I was like, I don't know if I could do this, but it's definitely a bear. I remember talking with one of my mentors and I told him, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like it was right around my senior year of college and I knew that like this was the career I was going to pursue and I was like, this career path is a bear. Like I, it's going to chew me up. I don't know if I can, <laughs> I don't know if I can do this, but I got over it. And I, I'm really happy with choosing this career path. So, uh, I, and I've never really, and I was looking for summer internships. I was looking for a, a job at some point in sports. So how rare do you think it is that you found, one, a job on campus, and two, a job that in sport that was willing to pay? I think that the jobs in sports and the internships are out there. Um, I think if you offer to work for free, that nobody's going to turn you down. I think you just have to be aggressive and where you – and just. I know it sounds cliche, but you can't be afraid to take no. Or like the no is the worst thing they're going to say to you, and so that's how I was with all my internships. I just sent emails to say, "Hey, I, I want to do this. How can I do this?" And um, at EKU, we have one paid position in sports information and one in marketing for students. And I think that's how a lot of schools are that have student um, student work programs. So it was really great to be able to do that. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I think a lot of schools do that, but I don't know how many. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what was it like to kind of be able to come back and serve as an assistant role for your alma mater? Uh, it was fantastic. I don't have my master's degree yet, so I didn't do the GA route. Um, I It's really great to be able to work under who I work with, my boss, Kevin, and Steve. They're great mm-hmm. People and even higher up, we have you know our associate ads or assistant ads associate. I think they're associate ads. <laughs> um, sorry, they're great. And so when this, I it came down between this job and a GA position, and basically what it was is this was my end game. So to be able to do the assistant job here, um, there's no un- unrealistic expectations. They know what I'm capable of, and they know how far they can push me. So it's really great. I don't know if I'll be here forever um it's really hard it's it's very difficult with a lot of the athletes being the same age as I am some older than I am but all in all it's great Richmond's a great town and there's great people here so uh and you kind of mentioned this a little bit and we may get into this a little bit later in this interview but uh what is it like like you said some of your athletes that maybe that you even have to oversee with with your responsibilities might be older than you so how do you walk that thin line with the relationship it's very difficult um at EKU a lot of the sport management majors are athletes so I was very very close with uh the football team for example I had a lot of friends on the football team and so I kind of just had to I didn't go to parties you know with athletes or anything like that I very I'm not a big like drinker or anything like that but I just kind of cut off my um affiliation with like the downtown area like I don't I haven't been to the bars downtown since I got hired um and that's just to kind of walk I don't I think it's really hard to ask for people to respect me if I'm out drinking and everything with the athletes and everything else I just don't think that's I mean definitely getting the assistant job at right out of undergrad is great, but there's definitely some responsibilities that come with it that, and that's just the line I have to walk and I'm okay with that. Uh, for, as far as you, you kind of mentioned maybe a little bit ago about, um, being kind of in charge of that internship program. So how do you kind of help ensure that maybe the student assistant 
with you guys now has the same kind of experience that you did and hopefully ultimately lead to the same career uh, in that field? Um, we are very we, – we try to give our students assistance every opportunity they can get. So if we're going to play it, um, for example, Western Kentucky is about three hours away and the University of Kentucky is about 30 minutes away. So if we're going to play there, we'll let them travel with us uh, so they can network. And very, like I said, again, I can't stress it enough, just the networking and how important it is for them. I try to get them, like, involved in the side of chats and things like that and try to copy them and tweets and um, try to show off their work when I can, too, to people. Uh, during kind of your undergrad experience, uh, you mentioned a little bit off air that you worked for a, a global sport I don't know if I'm saying that, right? kind of like a marketing thing, or what was it? Can you spare no details as to what it was? Yeah, so um, I did a lot of internships in my undergrad, but um, so I, I worked for the athletic department for four years, and then I did an internship for about a year with the University of Kentucky, sports marketing, and then I did um, a summer with their sports information department, and then the BD Global, um, it's a athletic public relations event management and representation firm so they do a little bit of representation not much um i think they're kind of getting getting out of that um then they do events they host events so they do well when i was there they were hosting the basketball tournament in texas with it's all division one um vegas 16 i don't know if you've ever heard about that it was a postseason tournament they tried a couple years ago um they now do web.com things so it was just Organize, helping organize those events, and I was kind of doing the SID role. And the guy that um, the guy that runs the company used to be an SID at UK, so he was very helpful in my career and just a little bit of a different. I mean, EKU is Division One, um, but UK is a different level of Division One. So just to see the different aspects of it, I guess is he was very helpful in that. Yeah, and you you guys helped out. I mean. Rich, like you said, Richmond and Lexington. For those that don't know, they're they're vaguely close. Um, like you said, thirty minutes away. So, what was kind of the deal that you guys had there? What were some differences that you noticed um, from working at uh, kind of an FCS level and then having to be on an FBS level? Um, for me, when I so when I went over to UK, I had already been very involved with EKU, so I felt that I really knew what I was doing at that point, um, and that I was kind of getting good at it and so uh, but at EKU we're so we're a three person department in sports information so that's not enough to really do our job I don't think so our we very heavily rely on our students to be able to help us and to be able to do the job so it's very much hands on on the job training and when I was at the University of Kentucky it was great and the people were fantastic Um, but I feel like I learned more here because I just wasn't able to do as much there. It's just a different level. I mean, you're trusting students with a different level of visibility. Like you said, students having to come, and you have to put a lot of responsibility on them. Uh, I'm curious because we've talked about this in, in several episodes before, is that maybe trusting student workers or maybe uh, being letting go of some responsibilities that you have because I know that some of us, like me, are perfectionists, so... How are some? Th- what are some things that you guys kind of do to kind of let the student assistants one get experience and two, you know, you just have to feel comfortable with them. Um, we 
really like to have a student assistant that's a good writer. Uh, we really like to do feature stories, but that's just something that's just not realistic for us to do a lot of the time. So we like a student that can get out there and get to know the student athletes and find feature stories that can write. So uh, that's one thing we do. We do stats. Um, we teach student workers how to do stats, especially for baseball. It's very stat heavy. Um, I haven't really, because I have volleyball in the fall, and that's the only sport I've had so far, as far as it's been in season since I've been full-time. So in volleyball, I do stats, so I don't really have time to kind of see what the student workers are doing. So our our paid student worker, he's been here for a few years, he um, was just kind of run the volleyball. So we do graphics and live tweeting, and I just kind of let them run that, and that was something that I had to trust him enough to know that if somebody was tweeting that hasn't done it before, if they put something up that they really shouldn't do, that he would delete that or he would take charge of that situation. Um, I'm hoping to figure that out a little bit more this spring. I have uh, softball and both men and women's tennis, so I'm hoping to be able to turn over some of those responsibilities a little bit. Yep, we've got tennis coming up. I'm also a tennis primary, so, yep, that's coming up real quick. <laughs> as long as we're away from ITAs, that's all that matters to me. So um, when you come into your role here and you – I have a couple of questions as far as this goes. When you first sat down at your desk, first full-time, what was the first thing you, you knew you had to do? I don't know. See, it was weird because I was hired in the summer. And so even though I was a student, even though I had been so involved, there were still things that I just wasn't aware needed to be done. And so when I first got here, I was like, what do I do? Like, what do we do in the summers? Because <laughs> I had never worked summers before. So it was like, because we, we don't really have student help in the summers just because there really isn't much to do. So I was like, what do I do? And so I think it was just like a lot of record book kind of updating and just filing and cleaning up kind of. Uh, you mentioned that you had volleyball. Do you travel with the volleyball team? Some. Uh, we kind of have, so we're, where we only have three people, uh, when football's home, it's all hands on deck. So I can't travel if football's going to be home. So I travel with them as much as I can. I think I went on three road trips with them this year, three or four. Okay. Well, what it, what when you do travel, what is it like kind of for you? Uh, it's really a big road. I mean, Ohio Valley, not really, now that I think about it. But what's it like kind of life on the road? Um, it's different. That's, <laughs> that's for sure. It just it kind of changes with each sport. Um. My sports are great. My coaches are great, but they're very different. So it's just um, what the things that I might do with one staff, I won't do with another. And so it's just really hard for me to get used to that. And uh, we we started out the season with volleyball. We were on the road for like two weeks because we went out to San Diego and then we played <laughs> in a tournament at the University of Arizona and then we played in Vegas. And my coach does not fly so I drove with her to San Diego so it was like 24 hours in a car so we were gone for two weeks by the time we I ended up flying back so by the time we landed it was two weeks but it's, it's difficult to get used to sleeping in a hotel room and you know I have a thousand articles of clothing so I really haven't mastered the packing situation <laughs> yet <laughs> but like when we went on that road trip we had um washers and dryers that we could utilize and I'd like pack a suitcase and everybody else had duffel bags and they made fun of me quite a bit for that because they were like you brought a suitcase I mean we can wash our clothes and I was like well, I don't know what I'm gonna wear so <laughs> um have you ever been out to any of those places before yeah. um no 
had not. We, yeah, I hadn't been to any of them. So that was really nice. I've been to California, but I was very young. But I'd never been to Arizona. And, oh, I'm sorry, I have been to Vegas because I worked at basketball tournament out there. So I had been to Vegas, but that was the only one. Okay, I didn't know. I mean, because that's got to be cool, you know, being able to travel out like that while driving is not that great. But you know, but flying and being able to travel to different places via your job may be something that's that's really beneficial for some people. And I'm one that, that, that I, was, I was with radio last year, like I told you. So we would go midweek baseball games out in the middle of nowhere. You know, yeah. that, that was not fun for me, but uh, nonetheless. Um, what have you seen so far? being kind of green in this profession that you want to kind of change maybe there's something that has been done for so long or maybe somebody's maybe or for maybe not even posting right I mean what are some things that you plan to kind of revolutionize with with your position I don't know that's a good question I'm still working on it um I really just I like uh being able to I don't feel like athletics departments do enough of telling athletes stories, whether that be feature stories or otherwise. Um, and, and I get that that's hard. Like I said, we have three people, so we use a student for that a lot. But, and I still, I still haven't mastered um, really getting to know my teams well enough to, to get them to the point to where they'll share their stories with me. So I would like to get that to the point to where we're releasing more feature stories. And because some of these athletes are, for example, our tennis team, um, 18 athletes on the team. They represent 14 different countries. So phenomenal human beings and incredible to talk to because they tell, they tell me things I never heard of before in my life. And so they teach me things and I, I wish I could do a story on every single one of them. I just don't know every one of them enough to be able to do that. Have you seen a whole lot of feature stories uh, in this kind of age of sports information? Cause I know that we don't necessarily do them. So have you seen others out there? I have, yeah. Um, there's a few departments that do a very good job of feature stories. And, like, our conference has a OVC Extra is what they call it. And so it's um, – they have a representative at each school. I was the representative when I was a student. And they write stories and submit them, and it's all feature stories. Oh, okay. So maybe for someone out there that, that doesn't do them, maybe they just do pregame, uh, maybe some award stuff, postgame, whatever – uh, how would they go about kind of implementing new feature stories into their regular rotation? Um, we use ours for when we don't. Um, so when we had a break where we didn't have, right between Christmas and then a kickoff t- tennis season, yeah. we didn't have much going on. I mean, we had basketball, but it was that was the only sport we had going on. We utilize them in holes like that. And over the summer, when there's not a lot of stuff going out on our website. Okay, so there's those perfect windows. I see what you're saying. Um, and let's talk about the thing of how you kind of volunteered to be in this. Some um, uh, Twitter chats, I guess, so to speak. So how important is it or how often do you kind of uh, participate in those? Um, when I started, I was doing it every week. And recently, I haven't done it as much. I've kind of just followed what people are saying. I go to bed really early. I'm like 60 years old in a 22-year-old uh, body. Yeah. So <laughs> I go to bed really early and it's... You know, they start at 9 p.m. Eastern time, so it's a little bit late for me sometimes. But I try to do it. I think it's very important to do it, just for the, especially if you're someone that 
is I don't want to say not happy with where you are because I'm very happy at Eastern Kentucky. Yeah. But like, if the opportunity were to come to go to a Power Five or a bigger mid major, then I would definitely be interested in that. And so for me, just to be able to network and meet people who have been there is, and plus I have great people I've met through Hannah Bradley at Wofford, um, Olivia Coyro is great, Katie Hewitt. Just meeting those people that you can connect with is is huge for me because especially if I have issues with the team or how do I deal with this situation or whatever, that's somebody I can talk to and they're not going to be like, you're overreacting or maybe they will tell me that, but they're going to yeah. be honest with me. So, and they've been there, so they get it. Uh, and you kind of mentioned a little bit that, that you're not really afraid to, to ask people those questions. So what would you say to somebody that maybe is, uh, maybe they just don't want to, I mean, it's kind of, I'll just say it. It's a little irrational, but maybe they sound. They maybe they're afraid that they'll sound stupid. Um, what would you say to those people? Well, really, I mean, especially if you're like, if it's like asking for an internship or something like that. It, right. As cliche as it sounds, and I already said it once, but um, it's super cliche. But the worst thing somebody can tell you is no, or that they don't. You know, whatever. I don't think that as far as like me asking somebody a question about how to handle a situation or something like that. I think most SIDs, especially the ones that I meet on the chats are fantastic people and they're out there to be a sounding board for people. And so I don't think anybody's going to be like, you're really dumb. That was a really dumb question. Like, I don't think anybody's going to say that. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody out there like that yet that I've met. Hopefully never. Maybe yeah. me. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, uh, let's see. You said kind of off air that you you kind of enjoy networking. Why why is that? I just like hearing people's stories and how they got to where they are. Um, it's just just the different and talking to people at different levels too. Like um, what we deal with at a D one institution is not the same as somebody at a D three institution, and a lot of D three institutions only have one SID. So I like to hear how they do things and. Just learning from people, really. That's that's the key thing for me with networking is I'm somebody that always believes that you never stop learning. And so I might see something that somebody does or somebody might say, hey, I did this and it really worked out well for me and it could completely change the way I do my job because it's a lot easier. <laughs> what were some of those things? I'm trying to think. Patrick Walsh has been a huge help when it comes to volleyball stats and just finding um, – like, if you enter a wrong number or something in volleyball stats versus going back and going through every single entry, like, showing me shortcuts. That's been the main the main thing, I think, right now that has helped me so much is just short shortcuts and stats. And just that way, after the game, I'm not sitting here for 40 minutes back in my office trying to find number 25 when it should have been number 2 or whatever. Right. Um, and let's talk about that for a second. How did you kind of – teach yourself the stats. I mean, you had the benefit of, of working with several people, but volleyball stats, what was it like your first time? I, so my boss, um, Kevin, he really, he knew that volleyball stats is something that makes you super marketable as an SID because it's not very easy to do. My senior year of college, 2016 season, Kevin was teaching somebody else how to do volleyball stats, and so I sat and did them on a – I learned how to call volleyball stats first, and then I sat and did them on the dummy computer. That way, if I messed up, it had no – I mean, it was irrelevant. And so 
I remember the first match I inputted. I was on a dummy computer, too. No, I wasn't. I was on a real computer, but Kevin was sitting there beside me. And it was the end of that 2016 season, and I just, like, at the break between sets two and three, I literally just walked back to the office and, like, cried because I couldn't do it. Like, I was like, this is awful. This is going to chew me up. I love it now because it's a challenge and being able to keep up and stuff, and I, I love it. But, yeah, it was really hard when I first <laughs> learned how to do it. Um, you kind of mentioned off air that, that, well, maybe not now, but you're going to do kind of the topic during your cider chat that you're hosting. Um, and, and for anybody, this is recorded before that chat, so this is all talking in the future tense. So, um, coaching relationships. I mean, what were you going to touch on? What were you going to ask about? I mean, can you give a little bit of a preview? Um, I, I hope to talk about just how you really handle mainly just handling issues with your coaching staffs and um, like where I'm new, a lot of my coaching staffs have had things done certain ways in the past with other SIDs and it's not necessarily the way I want to do things or it's not realistic for me to do it because of this reason or whatever. And so just how do you manage those situations and keep a working relationship with them? That's You mentioned that maybe a coach – has a certain way that they've had it maybe the past 10 plus years or whatever with a certain SID. So how do you have that conversation to kind of tell them that, you know, this is not how I'm going to do it? I think it's just picking your battles. (laughs) Some of the things like tennis, uh, we have stat crew, obviously, then you have ITA tennis that coaches use. Our coaches don't use that. I input on ITA. So not necessarily something I want to do. It kind of takes up some time. I prefer to not, but it's just the way it's, it doesn't take up too much time. It's something I could easily t- teach an intern to do. Um, so that's not a battle that I see worth fighting. Um, but it's just certain, it's just how do you, a lot of times I'm lucky here because my boss is very good about, um, he likes to address coaches because he doesn't want us to have to, I don't want to say get into an argument because that's not really what I mean, but he doesn't want us to have that issue so we can keep a working relationship because he doesn't, like, he can address them and, you know, he's the director, so he doesn't, it doesn't matter to him. And how has that relationship with your boss been? I mean, he's been with you since you were an undergrad and now he's kind of had to let you go a little bit. What's that been like? It's been great. He's, you know, he's a phenomenal human being and... He's very blunt with me, usually, so which I appreciate it, um, but he'll tell me if he doesn't like something I'm doing, And but he also is the person that is my biggest fan when he really likes something I'm doing, and so it's really great to, I know that he's always got my back, and um, he's always going to go to bat for me if I need him to, but, and he'll be my sounding board, but he'll also be very honest on the flip side too. Uh, and real quick before we got to move on to some fun questions, um, what are you expecting out of hosting Side of Chat? A lot of good conversation. It's fun. I've been working on my uh, icebreaker. I think it'll be good. I'm excited. Hopefully it'll be good. We'll see. Might just be one of those ideas that I think is really good and is really lame. But I have a lot of those. I think a lot of good conversation. I think it'll be, I think it'll be good. What's your icebreaker going to be since this is a, uh, after the fact, though. Well, I'm thinking about doing post, like, 
your um, your work, your favorite work-related picture on your phone with the with your alma mater and where you're at. I like that. I've never seen that before, but uh, I do like that a lot. So, uh, well, I'm gonna tell you good luck right now before we move on. I will participate as best I can. I have it on my whiteboard, and everybody knows on the show my whiteboard is the final say in my life. So. Sounds good. <laughs> um, I'd like to just transition to part of the interview where I like to ask some fun questions. Uh, first one I have for you, Morgan, is uh, favorite memory in your professional tenure? Uh, okay. My favorite memory is a feature story, actually, that I just did on one of our senior tennis players. Her name's Raquel, and she owns a business in Bolivia right now and is playing tennis here. Her and her mom opened this business, and she's part owner, but she gets it when she graduates and she goes home every single break she flies home it's 24 hours to get there but she goes every single break to work at this business and so just her being so grateful that I was willing to do that story on her really made it worth it so that was probably one of my best memories so far uh what about on the other side of the coin what's your biggest horror story so far maybe the 24-hour drive to San Diego I mean it was fun it was at first, driving out west and, you know, through New Mexico. New Mexico is great. We stopped at um, the University of New Mexico and got cinnamon rolls at some place across the street. You know, the coach had it all mapped out what we were going to do because she's driven that drive before. So, but it was a long time in the car with someone. And then, <laughs> and then to be on the road for so long in, in the heat, Vegas is like 110 while you're out there. And it was just... I don't. I don't know if I'll ever drive across the country with someone again. But, but it was great. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What's She's gonna? One of my favorite coaches. <laughs> what's gonna happen when she wants to do the same trip again next year? I will be flying with the team. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, so it's just her that doesn't want to fly. Right. Yeah. Oh, I thought. Oh. Yeah. No, it was me and her and a student manager. We just buckled up and kept driving. Uh, we went to um, the national championship uh, used to, for NAI. Used to be in Marion, Indiana, which is Indiana yeah. Wesleyan. Uh, did not get so lucky one year, so we had to drive down to uh, Gulf Shores, Alabama, and you load up, you know, ninety, a hundred, some odd athletes because we were number one in the country. Hundred ninety, some odd athletes in two buses. Actually, I think it might have been three buses, and. Through a ten-hour drive down to Alabama and back, that's that's that's, that's a reason. A lot, yeah. yeah, that's the reason why I, I'm not. I don't. I think that killed my buzz for uh, traveling with teams. So yeah, that, I don't. I am going in February to Charleston with a softball team. I love Charleston. I've only been out there once, but I fell in love with it, and that's a little bit pushing it for my amount of time I want to be on a bus. It's about seven and a half, eight hours. So. That'll be a little long, but I think it'll be worth it because Charleston's fantastic. But it'll be a little long, so we'll see. <laughs> awesome. So um, next question, what is one piece of advice you give to a student going into this profession? Network. That's, it. that's like, that's my mm-hmm. mantra, basically. But yeah, network and make yourself known and don't be afraid to like, I don't want to say brag because brag's got this like negative connotation to it, but sell yourself. I mean, if you're, if you're good at what you do and you really want to do it, do you think you can do the hours and stuff Then sell yourself? Um, when you look around the country, conference, division, whatever, 
and you look at someone you say that is a good SID what are some things that they do or maybe some characteristics that they have that make you say that um for me a lot of really good SIDs I think really get along with their I don't want to say get along but um they have a great relationship with their teams and their coaches and that's something that I definitely want uh, sooner rather than later um and so that, to me, makes a difference. People that really care about their student-athletes and their coaches. And then just, um, I'm a big, like, word freak. So I like people that use very clever word wording in their releases and okay. <laughs> in, their, in their tweets, especially. Like, that's something that I want to improve on is my tweeting game. I feel like it's not fantastic so just people that are very clever and are you know that person that you want to be when you read their stuff you're like man i wish i was reading that twitter account or i wish i wrote that recap um that kind of prompts my next question uh what's one thing you're interested in to learn more about in this profession well as far as improving like myself i definitely want to improve twitter i am a little bit dry <laughs> i'm not very creative so that's something I really want to work on, and just my just my creativeness as a whole. I feel like that makes you a very well-rounded SID if you can be creative, and I really lack in that area. Uh, work-life balance. What do you do to have fun? Um, I I like to watch Netflix. Uh, I don't really get out and do too terribly much, but I do like to watch Netflix. There's a comedy club in Lexington that I like to go to some. And I really love Lexington, so just, like, going down and exploring Lexington. I'm a foodie, so, like, I like to find little hole-in-the-wall restaurants and eat. And I like to hike, so that's pretty much what I do for fun. Um, if anybody wanted to get in contact with you, uh, maybe wanted to follow up, network with you maybe, um, after this interview, what would be the best way to do it? Uh, Twitter, probably. That's I'm on Twitter all the time, so definitely Twitter. And what's your Twitter handle for those? <laughs> it's... I just changed it. It's Mo, like M-O, Romans, S-I-D. Okay. And it was a little bit more professional than what I had before, so. Perfect. Well, um, I know that this is kind of taking place a little bit before your chat, but uh, Morgan, thank you very much for coming on. I wish you best of luck on Side Chat on Monday. Thanks so much. Guys, there you have it. This is the first of a crossover that Cytochat and SIDcast will be having more of those in the future. So let us know what you think of it. Uh, you can let us know at SportsInfoCast and at Cytochat. That's S-I-D-A-C-H-A-T on Twitter. And as always, you can email us anytime, SportsInfoCast at gmail.com. And you can visit our website, SIDcast. That's literally how it sounded out. That's how you spell it. Uh, Fireside. Dot .fm as in the radio station. So guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Leave us a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts and I will catch you all in the next episode.